of Stadium Cast, where we take you inside the competitive world of Pokemon Go. My name is AJ, and with me today is John, aka Junior Honda. And wouldn't you be Junior Business, too? What's the deal with that? Listen here, Reversal. It's JR Honda, not Junior Honda, not Junior Business. It's Mr. Business. Thank you very much. And it's JR Honda. It's after my initials. I don't see the difference. I think it's, I think you're junior. Okay. Whatever. Your dad would be Mr. Okay. Your dad is Mr. Business. No, I am Mr. Business. Business. And you're taking your dad's title, which is not cool, sir. Okay. Not at all. Well, we're not going to talk any more about John's titles. Today, we have quite a bit to talk about. Lots of current events in the world of Pokemon Go. Niantic responds to our open letter from the community. The community day results are in, and there is a mega update with the mega evolutions having arrived in the game. Kakuna's Corner will be joining us with the Master League, and we'll be doing a deep dive as well into the Master League. Regrettably, AJ's alphabet has returned once more, and we'll finish up as we usually do in the speculation station. I'm so excited for AJ's alphabet this week. I've had so many people messaging me going, we got to have AJ's alphabet back. We need it now. So uh, without further ado, let's get into the stadium. gentlemen the winners of your community day voting is in the winner is porygon and his running mate charmander they are your candidates we will catch them they will be shiny if you're lucky if you're lucky yeah if you're lucky yeah man this this vote did not feel quite like the last one, right? What they got like uh oh it was 90%, a landslide. Yeah, it was 90% a percent of the vote. There it wasn't even close. I mean, like last time I think there was a moment of like fear in many many people's the Squirtle. uh yeah, because Squirtle was in the lead for like a brief moment and was like neck and neck for a while. Uh but this one was not even close. Yeah, the Squirtle squad tried their best but the charmander i don't know what what the charmander group would be called but they are triumphant and it was like four percent for grimer and another four percent for what was the other one uh caterpie yeah, oh caterpie. yeah caterpie yeah. yeah so uh like there is kind of a weird precedent though charizard is going to have two different community day moves so a lot of buzz on twitter 
Like, what what is that going to mean? Is that is Charizard going to have Blast Burn come October, uh, or is it just going to have Dragon Breath? That that really puts us more into like predictions. Personally, I think it's just going to have Dragon Breath. The real question is, what about December? Is Charizard going to have both moves in December or just one? Since normally it's two days, maybe it could have one in one day and then another in another day. you have any thoughts? I think it'll be both. Uh, if I had to guess, I feel like, you know, they're going to do something along the lines of how they've handled uh, Swampert and Blaziken, uh, where they implemented Blaze Kick and Muddy Water. Um, obviously, those are completely different than, you know, Blast Burn or Dragon Breath. But when you have this type of situation... Uh, I think it only makes sense for them to, you know, if you evolve a Charmeleon into a Charizard to give it both Dragon Breath and Blast Burn. Who knows? Maybe they make Blast Burn non-exclusive to the previous Community Day. Who knows? Yeah. We have no idea how they could handle it, but I think if it does stay Legacy or limited to the Community Day, that if they have the, you know, yearly event... Uh, for the community day celebration that it will it will have both uh, opportunity for dragon breath and blast burn in december yeah yeah we'll we'll just have to wait and see i know the advice that i've sort of been giving is definitely evolve a good one for community day but save maybe a better one for december even like if you have a rank one maybe save that one for december but at the same time, like a rank one for Great League, potentially you you might not even want Dragon Breath, right? So I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I definitely don't think there's any rush to get Dragon Breath on it right now, especially with some of the things we'll talk about later in the episode with Mega Evolutions. Right. Yeah, and in other news, Niantic responded to our open letter from the community so just a little bit of background if if you've missed the last couple episodes of course there's been some uh we call it resentment uh criticism etc just some heartburn from the state of the game uh, in the last few months you know glitches prevailing issues with fast move desync etc etc and uh, several prominent members within the community put their minds together and crafted a well thought out, positively structured message directed to Niantic as well as the community. And within very short notice, we received a response from the official Pokemon Go Twitter account saying our developers are looking into this. You'll receive a response uh, sometime in a week or something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but. That was the gist of what they said. And sure enough, a few days ago, we received an official tweet again from the account to that uh, that uh, that tweet thread. I don't know what they call it in the Twitterverse, but uh, we also have an official statement on PokemonGoLive.com. This will be linked in the show notes, but it says this. Trainers, we wanted to share an update with you about several issues affecting the Go Battle League. We have been closely monitoring the state of the Go Battle League as well as your feedback on a daily basis. And we're sharing these details in pursuit of improved transparency. With this in mind, 
there are two areas of concern we'd like to address. Number one, the number of bugs, and number two, the known issues page. So it's actually a, a pretty decent letter. They go on into talking about quality assurance testing and getting a better uh, quality assurance team. Uh, they talk about their new known issues page dedicated to Go Battle League and just battles in general. And what I would like to point out is that at the end of this letter, they say, we'll continue to update the known issues page as we make progress on bug fixes for the Go Battle League. Hopefully, those fixes find their way into your hands soon. Until then, we've got work to do. And I like that. I like that they finish with that statement. Until then, we've got work to do. I do have some concerns because, you know, reading this message, like the quality assurance, yes, it needs to it needs to be better, but it kind of makes me wonder what it has been up until now, John, because there are some issues like the white box. Either they knew about it, which I'm sure they did. There, there would have to be no quality assurance at all for you to, you know, launch the game with that issue, knowing that, or they just accepted the issue for what it was and we're just going to fix it at a future date. But there's other issues like fast move desync. So, so what are your thoughts on this letter? For one thing, I'm very grateful that we did get a response and we did get one as quickly as we did. You know, I work in software and, you know, I'm not a developer myself, uh, but I do have to deal with, you know, communications to our customer base uh, and things of that nature when we have patches or when we have bugs uh, or anything in our software uh, or anything of that nature. And so I understand that side of it. Um, I also understand that QA, you can put as much QA on something as you want. And sometimes some things are going to get through, uh, a lot of the things that we, uh, do with automated QA testing, running scripts and things like that, uh, in the gaming world, they, I don't think, you know, it's really hard to detect a lot of those visual bugs, you know, like the white box. Like if I'm, I know that if I run like a, a script to check some of those things, like it's not checking for visual elements. It's checking for, okay, when I send this message to the server to do this action, or when this happens, it, it sends the correct message back and that passes QA. Now, another thing to keep in mind is that obviously they're, you know, they're down a lot of people right now. They've had people out of work, out of the office with COVID, you know, you've got the California fires happening right now. People are having to evacuate and displace from their homes where they're already out of the office and now they're working from home. Now they've got to leave home because they're being mandated to evacuate and things of that nature. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on and I get it. I get people saying, oh, they're making so much money. They have all this they're raking in all this money. They should be able to put it back into the game. You know, stuff like that takes time. I guess I'm just not a hypercritical person. And I, for one, appreciated the letter. I'm glad that they're taking steps. You're hypercritical of me. Well, you're different. You deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, look, 
there's there's some things right like i can understand all of those issues yeah but at the end of the day they might be good excuses but they are excuses and mm -hmm. what i like is we have work to do there at the end it's like we got to roll up our sleeves and and focus on fixing the issues i like the known issues page dedicated to battles that is a uh, an actual change I like that they're talking about better quality assurance. You know, anybody would pretty much tell you that, you know, has been playing for a long time that we feel as a community that we are the quality assurance of this game. Like APAC, for example, yeah. is basically the quality assurance for the community days. Um, they do, of course, uh, revisit and, and do makeup community days when, when applicable. But yeah, they need better QA. That's just, that's what the bottom line is, right? I, I get it. Like I said, I understand uh, where both sides are coming from. And uh, I think it's important to see that in the letter that they, they do know that these, these issues are there. They do know that they need to work on it. Uh, and I, I'm optimistic that they're going to take the steps that they need to in order to fix these things. Uh, I think, you know, working hand in hand with the Pokemon company, they're, they're going to enrich this feature because that is a lot of the end game for, for the Pokemon franchise. I mean, you look at trading card game, you look at, you know, VGC, it's all about, it all culminates into the battles. Right. And that's, that's a, a primary feature of the Pokemon experience. So, uh, I think that's, that's definitely an optimistic view that we can have, uh, on this. And I'm excited to see what they do in the future. Yeah. I think no matter what you end up doing is y you want to be constructive. Just think about, I've, I've seen responses to the responses of the response of the letter and all this stuff. And it sometimes devolves into just just nasty comments. I would just say, number one, like we said in the letter, remember that there's a, a person on the other side of that screen. And number two is, are you more likely to be ignored? You know, like just think about it from a pragmatic, if you don't care about like the emotional aspect from a pragmatic point of view, you're just going to be, you're, you're more likely to be ignored for the substance of your criticism if you're being belligerent or if you're being um, just nasty in general. So that's, that's my two cents on the subject. I am, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic like you are. So we do have a major, major announcement in the game. I would say it's the biggest announcement in the game in a long time. <laughs> more stickers aj Ugh. we got more stickers more that stickers hey guess you what ahead of yourself not you not only yourself, do we John. have more stickers you can get them in more ways now Ugh. you can get stickers yep. from pokestops you can Don't get stickers me. from your buddy you can yeah. get stickers from everywhere they're they're coming Oh yeah, I'm on that slow grind again to max out on stickers. I mean, that's a <laughs> solid move from from Niantic. I mean, 
it's this ongoing feud now that I have against stickers, but what are you going to do? I think they're listening and they just, they're watching your account. And every time you max out on stickers, they release new stickers and ways that you can get more stickers. Yeah. Well, actually very shortly after I maxed out on stickers, I got a notification on Twitter that sometimes people were getting empty gifts because they were in the same situation that I was. And so, like, I just, I kind of click through the animation so fast that I don't notice if there's an empty gift. So it doesn't really affect me. But knowing that it happens is kind of annoying. Yep. Yeah. Getting a getting a gift from my buddy at Stickers is a little bit worse than when they give me berries that I have to just feed them immediately. <laughs> Like here's here's a gift from me for me you know. I, I actually uh, I really enjoy the stickers. I like a lot of the designs that they have. You know, I like picking out the different ones that I want to send. You know, if I want to convey a certain message. Uh, always sending the the Bulbasaur buy sticker to AJ is always fun. Yeah. Well, but, isn't uh, the buy removed? Uh, I still have some, but it may be just like leftover from. Oh, it's finally removed. For me, it was still on there. Um, Bulbasaur, now it's just Bulbasaur waving. You don't see the actual buy text anymore. No. Yeah, Kitsune was talking about that on Twitter. And because I never send stickers, I couldn't, like it was still still registering for me. Yours still says buy? Mine doesn't. Maybe it's in the new update for you. Yeah. Have you downloaded the re- most recent update? Yeah, I have the most recent. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. I don't know. Mine doesn't say buy anymore. I wouldn't have sent them anyway, so. It's okay. I'll there send you are. another one. Good. Well, there's a true a true update, I would say. Uh, stickers are kind of like a, a, a fun thing for some, but there's a, a, a very uh, substantive uh, update which is mega evolutions I mean, actually we were going to record this a couple days ago and this was all going to be speculation because uh, a lot of it of course was data mined a few days ago but it's finally here there's a lot uh, to talk about they're not currently available in go battle league but they are available in player versus player battles so what do we know about megas so far john how do you how do you even get Like, if I have my Charizard, what do I need to do to get it to be a Mega Evolved Charizard X? So right now, you need what is called Mega Energy, uh, along with the candy for your Pokemon. And the only way to get Mega Energy currently uh, for the starter Pokemon, being Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur, is through new Mega Raids. Uh, These are a different tier of raids uh, that will pop the eggs look different Uh, we'll have some information linked down in the show notes to give you uh, some more information about that Uh, but you you have to get these through raids currently now beedrill uh, is a little bit of a different story Uh, it is only available currently through the special research uh, that was pushed today and you can get up to uh, 200 or maybe it's 150 Beedrill Mega Energy. I went ahead and evolved my 100% uh, Beedrill uh, into Mega Beedrill um, and actually kept it below 
1500 it came out at right at 1498 um tested it out in trainer battles obviously Beedrill is is pretty frail as it is in great league so uh the mega was not much difference uh you could tell it packed a little bit of an extra punch uh but not uh not anything uh really game changing but that's also interesting uh because initially some reports were coming in saying that the 1.1x uh attack modifier basically a 10 percent attack boost that you would have for raids and then a 30 percent attack boost for using same type same type attacks uh was also occurring in trainer battles but some of those values have been changing throughout the day we've seen conflicting information so we're doing more research on that to try and find out uh, what those true numbers are. Our good friend at uh, PV Poke, Matt, uh, is working diligently, I'm sure, even as we speak, to try and get more and more information so that he can get simulations updated so that we can better understand uh, how the Megas operate as far as their damage output uh, so that we can you know, simulate those battles uh, a little better. But like AJ said, these are not available in Go Battle League currently. So if you are out there trying to mega evolve your Pokemon, uh, you know, you've checked our mega rankings that are available on stadiumgaming.gg uh, in our rank checker tool. Uh, those are not able to be used in Go Battle League right now, but you can use them in your own personal uh, trainer battles. So that's the information that we have right now. I personally, I have my Mega Beedrill, and I've done one Mega Charizard raid, and that is it. So they have been sparse. You, you did your your Mega Beedrill. It lasted for four hours. Four right? hours, yes. And after that, the cost, the after the that, energy cost went from a hundred to hundred twenty to to uh, twenty five, something like that. Correct. And so I have seventy five uh beedrill mega energy right now um so i could potentially of mega evolve it you know for 12 more hours uh, up to you know three more times right now with the mega right. energy that i have right gotcha yeah yeah i was really really excited about mega evolutions and so far i feel pretty let down by this update i'm not gonna lie the time lock plus the fact that energy is locked behind raids is for me a deal breaker so i'm not going to be raiding just for energy and obviously i'm focused more on on pvp but i think like even if it were for raids i'd feel that way because you know you you need energy you know what I mean? It's just kind of like a cycle, right? You need energy so you can do raids, and then you, you do raids so you can get energy, and then it kind of goes back around, but you're also time-locked. And so I quite like the aspect of investing in a Pokemon, and I use it when I want to. I don't want to have to invest energy and feel like pressure to and you know use it for that set four hours, right? Yeah. Um, and just the other aspect, I suppose, is that because the only way to acquire energy and it's it's speci it's species specific, so like Mega Charizard energy 
doesn't go to your mega Venusaur energy. So that that too feels like a, a, a big time constraint. So if I really was gung-ho about getting as much energy for Charizard as possible, like as soon as Charizard is out of rotation, then I'm kind of I'm kind of screwed until they add a different way to acquire energy. So certainly something that can make this feature better in my view is if there's other means to acquire energy. I think that would make things a little bit better, but I don't I'm not a big fan of the time lock and I think that the time lock will make it a huge problem for competitive play. I mean just imagine the can of worms of there's like uh, a seven round tournament and you know megas are allowed and then there's like a dispute or something and then the person runs out of candy after the or mega energy and can't mega evolve the pokemon you know rendering their pokemon uh, useless or you know any kind of like number of scenarios like that or like they run the tournament extends unscheduled and suddenly they don't have enough energy to be able to mega evolve it again i mean what do you think i think this this is definitely a can of worms especially for teams like the silf arena silf's just gonna ban them no Uh, that's what i was gonna say there's no way that they can uh rightfully integrate these into the current metas um you know looking at things like cliffhanger i think you know that's gonna be an easy update for us stasis you know both ultra league and master league I think that there's there's it's not accessible enough right now for it to be a viable addition in competitive play. I for one, I am a little shocked that this is even how they rolled out just because of how they worked in the main series games. You know, in the main series games, you didn't mega evolve your Pokemon anywhere outside of battle. That is right. the only time that they mega evolved was inside yeah. battle. So the notion of, well, you're able to mega evolve it and use it in a raid battle. Okay, I can get that. That makes sense because it is a type of battle. However, the time lock is a little bit concerning to me just because it's it, it doesn't yeah. make sense to me that you know, I, I understand like if when you go into a raid, you throw your your mega Charizard or your Charizard and you have a button that allows you to mega evolve and then you can only do it for that raid battle or, you know, during a trainer battle, you have to use a turn in order to mega evolve just like you did in the main series games. Although you could still use a move on the same turn that you mega evolved, but, you know, nonetheless... I, I'm it, it's it's I would be interested to know how they came up with this idea um, of of doing it this way um, and again this could just be the the start this could be just hey this is how we're rolling it out now yeah we needed content for September this was on our roadmap the roadmap has been adjusted due to COVID due to whatever and this is kind of how we've adjusted it. I am not, uh, you know, just crazy fan of it. Obviously, I like Mega Pokemon. I like that they've been added to the game. Uh, do I think it's 
a perfect feature right now? Absolutely not. For me, I was excited about like Mega Sableye was interesting for Great League. Mega Mawile might have been interesting for Ultra. And just like the way that it's implemented in its current form is a turnoff for me. And so I guess the same way, as I said before, I'm not going to like go out on, on, on Twitter and, and make a huge rant about it, but I am not going to be rating just for energy. Like personally, I think my Pokecoins can be spent in a different way and we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll just see how the analytics match up for the game and, and whether they decide to, you know, continue in this direction or, or go in a completely different one. So that's, that's my two cents about it. But yeah. I think ultimately Yes, it's not complete. As they've said, they've hinted towards it being added at a later date into the Go Battle League. But I don't know if you guys have seen any videos of of uh, Megas in battle, but like I think it was like an overheat or a, or a blast burn from Mega Charizard Y against a maxed out Kyogre was doing something like 80%, 90% of yeah, it was damage. insane. <laughs> it was like yeah. 4,500 CP. It's like 4,456 yeah. or something like that for a maxed out 100%. Ridiculous. Charizard Y and just nuking a, a Kyogre, a water type that resists fire damage mm-hmm. is just... One of the it, bulkiest stat products in the game. Yeah, that's insane. Raffle stomped. So like I said, I think that there's going to be ties that they can make that they either have chosen not to right now or that are still in the works, such as incorporating the buddy feature to say, you know, you can only have one Pokemon that is eligible to Mega Evolve at a time uh, in a trainer battle, in a battle party, uh, something like that, you know, such as during a raid or something like that. I don't know. I, I mean, if the energy stays around and that's a requirement in order to do that, there's got to be some way to either not have that as a requirement when doing battles uh, in competitive play or even in raids. Uh, and, you know, it's just a sort of a flex thing for you to mega evolve something and have it, you know, walking around with you as your buddy. You know, I enjoyed seeing Mega Beedrill on the map with me today. Took a few uh, ghost snapshots of mine in the garden out back just for fun. You know, that that brought joy to me. I enjoyed that. You got a dopamine rush for Yeah, from Megabeat Drill steaming, uh, stinging me. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are fun aspects. Obviously, as a Pokemon fan, I enjoy seeing Mega Evolutions in the game. Uh, as a fan of the game and competitive play, uh, I do not like seeing it being time locked uh, and restricted in competitive play because it, you know it was interesting to use uh, in competitive VGC battles with Mega Evolutions in the past. Um, so I'm interested to see you know right now in the VGC format. Obviously they're in the Galar region and they're doing Dynamax and uh, Gigantamaxing, uh, and it's you know has its own you know highly used uh, feature in competitive play so that's that's very important uh in both the vgc and trainer card game so i I think it's uh it's something that they've got to get it right yeah 
for competitive play. So in the first promo video that we got about Mega Evolutions, the Pokemon company very clearly stated Mega Evolutions will be added into Pokemon Go in a way that makes sense. For me, as far as PvP goes, this doesn't make sense. So we'll we'll just have to wait and see, and we'll we'll speculate more about it as we usually do in the, in the station. But September seems to be packed with a ton of uh, uh, spotlight hours and some cool events. Breakthrough will be Alolan Raichu. So if you're still looking for that shiny and you're super lucky, maybe you'll get that from the research breakthrough. Actually, the Hundo is somewhat interesting for Ultra League Premier Cup. So if you snag a 100% Alolan Raichu might be worth maxing out in the future. Uh, legendary bosses. There's some interesting ones. I mean, Heatran we already had, of course, and it'll be uh, chipping into until September 10th. Cresselia will be here for about a week uh, from the 10th to the 18th. And then Articuno will be there for another a week or so. And we'll be wrapping it up with Zapdos. I think that is interesting. All of these have some play. Uh, Heatran, super hard counter to Togekiss in Master League. Cresselia, just a staple to Ultra League. And uh, Articuno, also viable in Ultra League. And Zapdos, well, I guess Zapdos is more interesting for, for Great League. But you could use it in Ultra League te technically. I think the candy will be nice if you had that Shadow Zapdos and want to invest. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, all right, let's go to our next segment we've Whoa, got a master got one, league update we got one event one event what is the go battle night we didn't mention that oh yeah yeah so i was just kind of like scrolling through and go battle night will be on september 24th from 6 p.m to basically midnight local time you'll get twice the stardust for winning your battles and there's going to be up to a hundred battles so 20 sets of GBL battles. Twitch is going to uh, be lit. Yeah. And so. I'm going to be on knee deep in, in diapers because my newborn will be there for sure by then. So I'm going to be, if if I do a set, it'll be an absolute miracle. But it, it looks like fun. looks like a jam-packed event that is very exciting. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing something special uh, on Twitch that night. So uh, stay tuned for information about that uh, so i'm not jumping ahead this time we're gonna now throw it to matt from pv poke for this week's edition of kakuna's corner master league edition hi it's matthew from pv poke and welcome to kakuna's corner master league is right around the corner so why don't we check out what's trending what's hot in training battles and see if we can get off the ground running so, most searched Pokemon in Master League the past week include Groudon, Mewtwo, a Mamoswine with its boosted Powder Snow damage. Could it see play? Maybe. Training Battle suggests no for regular Master League and possibly for Premier Cup. Next up, we have Giratina Origin. Heatran, which is currently in raids and the hardest Togekiss counter in the game. Melmetal, of course, a Master League staple. 
uh, Zekram Dialga a little farther down. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how these shift and if maybe we'll see some new meta-breaking picks. I think uh, this season's Master League should be very similar to last season's Master League. So if you're already familiar with it, you know what to expect. If you're not, look forward to lots of Dialga, Kyogre, Giratina, Melmetal, Groudon, the usual mix. All right, and who's premiering in the Premier Cup? Uh, most search Pokemon include Garchomp, Metagross, Shadow Snorlax, Togekiss, Mamoswine again. It doesn't have to deal with Legendaries here, so I think it has a better shot at being relevant. Uh, Dragonite, Gyarados, Magnezone, regular Snorlax, Swampert, Machamp. Uh, there's a couple interesting picks that are high up. Uh, Escavalier, potentially maybe core meta-breaking. Uh, Gigalith, who I don't think we'll see much play, but people have caught a ton of Rogue and Rolla over the Unova event. Uh, Hippowdon was an interesting, spicy anti-meta pick from last time, packing Ice Fang for Dragonite. Uh, maybe that could see play again. Haxorus, Excadrill, so some, some interesting picks flying around in the Premier Cup trends. So trends are cool. What is doing well in simulated training battles? In the regular Master League, we have Giratina Origin and Dialga as the top two performers. No surprise there. Both are excellent, excellent Pokemon. Next up is Mewtwo with Psystrike and actually Shadow Ball. Focus Blast is what I would normally recommend to hit Dialga and Melmetal, uh, but it's an excellent safe switch. It popped up on a lot of top teams this time around. Always fun to have. Uh, next up is a very interesting pick, Reshiram, who is like the Mega Charizard before you can get Mega Charizard. But hey, it's here. It's doing Dragon Breath stuff. Um, it didn't show up on a lot of top teams. It was probably some low volume, um, maybe someone practicing a lot with it. They seem to do well with it, um, but that could vary. We'll, we'll see if it stays there. Uh, Melmetal, of course. Kyogre. Dragonite did pretty well in the last week of training battles. It's struggled usually in regular Master League, but maybe with more Giratina, more of uh, Kyogre, other Dragon Breath users, Dragonite generally beats. So hey, maybe it has a bit of a better shot. Now in the Premier Cup, I've got a secret pick. It's not so secret. Everyone knows it's good. Shadow Snorlax. It was at the top of the top performing list this week. Uh, like way, 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 way up. Uh, the volume was a bit on the low side, so I, I didn't include it in my main report. Um, but Shadow Snorlax just crushed it in the few times it was used. So maybe next week we'll get more volume on that. But uh, in the meantime, definitely something to look out for. Other top performers include Metagross. Uh, Conkledur 
is an interesting one. Uh, it's comparable to Machamp, a little bulkier. Um, Matchup-wise, I believe it does a little better against Swampert, although I don't know how many of those you're going to run into. Regular Snorlax doing pretty good with Outrage, actually. Outrage is the top-performing Snorlax moveset for this week. Um, it can catch... For people who love counter-switching Dragonite into those Snorlax safe switches, uh, Outrage can certainly surprise, and you definitely feel bad shielding a Body Slam uh, if it's not Outrage. Uh, Mamoswine is actually pulling together some decent numbers. So maybe you can give that a try. It seems to be pairing pretty well with Metagross uh, as a teammate. So Mamoswine plus Metagross and uh, maybe a, a Dragonite or Togekiss or, or something of that nature. But we'll keep an eye on that. And excited to see how the Master League meta develops. See you out there. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, for more regular updates, or if you simply want to contribute to the PV Poke project, head on over to pvpoke.com forward slash contribute. Really interesting stuff from the Master League there. I was a, a little shocked to hear that people are running outrage on Snorlax. Haven't run into many of those myself, but. Um, I don't know. Uh, what have you seen from uh, Snorlax in the Master League? I don't play Premier. I play Open. And in Open, it's either Body Slam and uh, Superpower, or it's Body Slam and Earthquake. And normally, I mean, it's just kind of hit or miss. Earthquake is nice for Dialga without having to debuff yourself, but it takes quite a while to charge up to that. Interesting. Well, uh, speaking of Master League, let's dive in to our next segment, the deep dive this week on Master League. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for that deep, deep dive. Yeah, well, you heard it from PV Poke. Lots of uh, top performing teams and uh, interesting picks. Uh, you know, Metagross still at the top of the Premier Cup. Dragonite, uh, Snorlax, certainly. Uh, Magnazone, Snorlax. I mean, all of those are excellent picks. Uh, we'll Let's just start off with changes because quite a few things have changed since uh, since last Master League. Not too many, but it's still good to, to cover those changes. So I heard Shadow Mewtwo is like... A really big deal. I've been playing Premier Cup, so obviously I haven't seen it, but is it worth all the hype that I'm hearing? I guess it just depends on how hype, you know, how much hype you're actually hearing from it. I'd say this, look, uh, I was going to say this at the end, but I got peer pressured into maxing out a Shadow Mewtwo. Heather, aka Kachino Mum. She was talking about it, and I've run a double legacy Mew, normal Mewtwo uh, since the since the last season, actually. And there's definitely trade-offs. Like you can't double bait like Dialga, right? Because those Dragon Breaths add up too much. But you can absolutely threaten it more with the Psy Strike. Psy Strike 
hits like a truck even when resisted. I use it as a safe switch. So like my IVs aren't going to matter as much. Certainly you only get one of those. So if you're running in the lead and you're up against a Hundo Mewtwo, they're going to beat you to the charge move. But it, as a safe switch, it's a little bit different. It never feels like it's completely out of a fight. I will say that. Like Giratina, guess what? Side Strike still hurts a lot. You're better off just going straight Side Strike than you are going for a Shadow Ball because a Shadow Ball doesn't one-hit KO. I've liked using it, though. I've liked using it. I maxed it out. I gave it a Psy Strike, and I gave it Focus Blast. And the opponent never really knows. Because, like, like, this Psycho is running a Shadow Mewtwo. They could very well have Shadow Ball. Like, you, yep. you, you keep them guessing, right? Yep. I mean, you could have Flamethrower. You could have Thunderbolt. You yep. could have Ice Beam. You never know. I will say this. I was going to run Ice Beam... And I opted for Focus Blast instead. And because I was thinking with Ice Beam, you have a super effective hit against Groudon. But it's not enough to KO. And it only does a little bit more damage than Psy Strike. So unless the damage is much higher, I would just go with the Stab Psy Strike. So like Focus Blast just nukes things, right? Okay, Focus Blast is a different story. Shadow Ball... Normally, you just want to go side strike, even if Shadow Ball hits super effective. There's few situations where you might want to go Shadow Ball shields down. Well, that's definitely something to look out for, especially in Open Master League. I know one of the things that I've been seeing in Premier Cup is Aquatail Gyarados. And so, is it better now with Aquatail? Uh, I know you're doing majority of your battles uh, in Open Master League. Are you seeing it in open master and what kind of charge moves are you seeing with those new community day aqua tail gear doses you know in, in open master league Gyarados is just not a great pick it gets out bulked by too many things just stat product wise it's not putting in enough work so it's a dragon breath user potentially or waterfall user um that that doesn't take super effective from dragon breath but it's frail enough that it that you can't really tell the difference in premiere it's a little bit different and i have seen it be used quite a bit in premiere i'd say normally in season two you would have to like choose waterfall for a better metagross matchup or dragon breath for a better uh dragonite matchup now you can kind of like have a little bit of both with aquatail aquatail and crunch helps against metagross because you get to a neutral move a little bit quicker and you can actually bait the crunch which is nice if you're not running outrage of course it does make things super tough against dragonite but since you have dragon breath then you still hit it for super effective the one thing is like togekiss for example you're still not going to have a chance with it but at least you have a neutral move so like if Shields are down. Your the the game is down to the the last wire, and and like um, Togekiss doesn't have a whole lot of HP. Like Aquatail might put it over the edge, as opposed to like a Crunch. Crunch isn't going to do a whole lot, and like two Aquatails going to do more than an Outrage. So there's that. Uh, it also is going to be better for Magnezone, believe it or not. Magnezone doesn't really like taking waterfalls, as some people saw in season two. 
However, uh, now you can put in some shield pressure with Aqua Tail because it comes out sooner and it's stab and it's it can be quite spammy. So Magnazone isn't the most frail and it doesn't appreciate ta taking neutral stab moves. So I'd say Gyarados is a, it's a win. You know, Aqua Tail is definitely a win for, for Gyarados, mostly in, in Premier though. I would I would not use uh I would not use Gyarados in open Master League. That's just my advice. Now we recently had a move update and Powder Snow has been buffed. And we've seen a lot of variations, especially in Premier Cup, seeing double flyer teams. So seeing Togekiss paired with Dragonite and Metagross as a safe switch. And I've seen a lot of new Mamoswine users. Uh, and it is a very, very spicy pick. But it You've also has incredible, yeah, it oh, has an incredible amount of play because of its diverse moveset. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple people still running Ancient Power just because they evolved it on Community Day uh, and they really don't want to TM away that move. But that Avalanche and Bulldoze moveset, you know, you're able to hit that core meta of Dragonite, Togekiss, and Metagross, you're able to hit all of them with super effective damage from those charge moves. Uh, and so it's been pretty interesting. But uh, what are your thoughts on it? So, so Powder Snow, it increased the damage a little bit. Uh, energy gain is the same. Uh, Mammoth Swines, so I haven't seen it much in play. You're saying you're saying that you saw it at your MMR. So uh, I've mostly seen Premier Cup through uh, Twitch Twitch streams. So that might have just been at a different MMR. Maybe people haven't caught up to it. Uh, I would say the hard there's a hard truth about Mammoth Swine, and it's just a tough pill to swallow is that it's not the damage output. The uh, Avalanche, Bulldoze, Stone Edge, those are all amazing charge moves on the offense. It's just it has really bad defensive typing. Ice is only resistant to ice. It's weak to fire. It's weak to steel. It's weak to uh, rock, right? It's weak to fighting. All of those are really present in the Master League. And the dual ice and ground typing uh, only makes it neutral to ice. So with how frail Mamoswine is, generally speaking, still taking neutral to ice isn't amazing. So it's it's great to be able to one-shot uh, Garchomp with uh, Avalanche. But other than that, I don't see a huge purpose for Mamoswine because of its bad um, la it's a, it's lack of resistance just makes it a really bad generalist. Uh, Poke did recommend a team that's been performing okay in the Master League, and that was uh, Garchomp, Mamoswine, and Metagross. It's been performing okay, but I don't know. I think I think you're gonna be in in for a surprise when you get hit by a flamethrower or something shields down from Togekiss. Or, you know, you're just taking neutral damage across the board from dragons and it's doing more than, than you thought it would. Yeah, I I saw this mostly with rank nine gatekeepers, and I think it was because there were so many people just running that variation of Dragonite, Metagross, and either Togekiss or uh Magnazone. Right. And yeah. so uh, I, that's where I saw it the most. Yeah. Um, and I did modify 
uh, my line and ran my champ for a little bit um, to help with that uh, and uh, was able to make rank nine nice. uh, recently. So, um, uh, you know, I, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I forgot that it learned bulldoze, so I did get surprised uh, on a couple occasions there. Uh, but uh, definitely uh, been a spicy pick that I've seen. Um, we've seen a lot more Garchomp and Shadow Machamp, Shadow Snorlax recently as well. Have you seen those? Uh, yeah, it's it's worth commenting, right? Because we've had the Shadow events, we've had Dragon Week. We're just going to see more of those due to availability. I don't think they're necessarily better or worse, but, uh, you know, it. it it's just worth mentioning that they're going to be more prevalent because they're more accessible. Yeah. So you, you talked about open master league. So what defines the open master league meta? It's easy. Starts with a D ends with Ialga, Dialga, 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 and, and how to beat it. Right. Uh, steel and dragon typing. It is, uh, an amazing, uh, dual typing, uh, double resists quite a few things. Um, takes neutral from charm, which is a big deal, right? Togekiss is only a check, and it and Togekiss is forced to shield the Iron Heads, or else it gets risk. It risks getting farmed down. Uh, it has versatility, right? Dragon Breath is the the move set of choice. Iron Head for sure because it's a lower energy move, but it can be running Thunder uh, for a super effective hit against like Kyogre, for example. Uh, it also also can be running uh, Draco Meteor, and I don't know if you've ever experienced uh, a Draco Meteor unshielded, but it is absolutely devastating. Even against Steel types, it hits like an absolute freight train. So um, yeah, there's some lunatics running Draco Meteor on Dragonite in yeah, Premier yep. Cup, and uh, sure. my Metagross did not like it at all. No, so, Hurricane, uh, I'd say, is preferred in Premier for Dragonite. But uh, that that is not the case in, in Open Master League for, for Dialga because Draco Meteor, for me, has picked up so many win cons that Thunder wouldn't have. I can yeah. use Dialga in the lead, switch out if I need to, and shields down that Draco Meteor devastates things. It absolutely ruins people's days, so... Um, so yeah. I mean, Dialga. Obviously, I still don't have one. That's why I'm not playing in Open Master League. I haven't found one that I feel is good enough to invest in and max out. And you know, best buddy, all the good things that you want in a perfect Dialga uh, or uh, or a 98 that hits the break points. But how do you beat it? How what are you seeing that's giving Dialga the most trouble? There's some very good counter strats. So in the lead. Mill Metal is an excellent, excellent check. You can go straight superpower, win. Uh, if they shield a bunch of times, yeah, you can bail out. But at that point, you've launched two superpowers. Uh, they've shielded. You get out of that matchup, and you're two shields up, right? Um, there is, um, of course, if Dialga often comes in the counter switch, Right, so for example, like they're in a bad lead, they switch in Dialga. Dialga is one of the better safe switches in the game. Rhyperior is an excellent Pokemon to have in the back. You have to be very quick in the counter switch because if you do, you can mud slap the Dialga down. 
expend one shield to shield the iron head and then you have a ton of energy uh, be it with surf superpower rock wrecker whatever moveset you have on riperia you can expend that energy on the next matchup so it's a great uh great tactic to have against it uh you know dialga itself is a is a counter to it you know in in terms of ivs if you have the better iv dialga then you stand to win that matchup all right so you know i talked about hitting those break points obviously i still don't have it but is that still the case, even though we've had, you know, some new dragons put into the mix? Uh, do we still want the perfect? Uh, is it okay to have maybe a 98, maybe even a 96? And then should we best buddy? Yes, to all of those, right? So the best buddy is, is, is pretty critical. But so, like, let me ask you this. What is your best Dialga, Ivy's? Uh, I believe remember? it is a 93, 15, 12... 15 or something like that all right so a 15 12 15 you're gonna reach that attack break point so that isn't actually a really important iv is having 15 attack on your dialga because without it when you're up against another dialga your dragon breath uh will not go from four to five so each dragon breath normally does four damage on an opposing dialga but if you reach that 15 iv attack break point you go to five now you might think okay well as long as i reach the attack break point then the defense might not matter as much well if you compare best buddy to best buddy uh it does matter right so you actually get bulk points against other dialga so if you you what you have to do is plug in your Dialga's IVs and sim it against a 100% Dialga, a uh, 100% best buddy Dialga, and then perhaps something like a 12-12-12. And so what you'll see is pretty different results because you're doing 25% more damage per Dragon Breath, and that's a one-turn move. So every half second, you're doing 25% more damage. That's a ma- that's a big big deal, and you can farm down other dialgas. It basically becomes uh, a really good counter to other dialgas. So the minimum uh, baseline IV I would say is 15, 14, but fifteen is preferred, and then like something like thirteen HP. That would be like a baseline dialga, and because it's such a big investment, I just really wouldn't invest. And anything lower than that, unfortunately. So the yeah. good news, of course, you have Premier Cup. You can play that until you get a better Dialga, and then you can have fun with me in the Open Master League. I, I know I did play um, Open Master last time, um, and had to rely on you know a couple Dialga counters mainly. I, I was running Rhyperior with Melmetal and something else I can't remember, uh, but. Um, it was very difficult to still get around Dialga. It's just a very central role in that open master league meta. Yeah. It's such a good generalist. Right. So speaking of the premier cup, what is defining the premier cup meta? I know we talked about, um, you know, obviously Dragonite, Togekiss, but I think Metagross is still central, uh, to that premier cup meta. 
and uh, I was able to best buddy my 100% maxed out Metagross um, before the Premier Cup this time, uh, and I'm really enjoying using that. Tell people about what are the benefits of using a best buddy 100% Metagross. Uh, so number one, the mirror match, of course. Uh, best buddy versus not best buddy. You're going to get to the charge move first, so that's great. You're going to beat them in a charge move tie. However, there's a that that, that one's kind of like dubious, right? Because then you'd say, well, I want to beat Dragonite in the lead or I want to beat uh, whatever in the lead. Um, the more important one, I would say, is there's a, a bullet punch break point against Dragonite. And you might think, well, AJ, you already beat Dragonite with Metagross because you're doing neutral damage and you're resisting all of its moves. True. However, it's a lot closer than you think, and Dragonite can two-shield you and win. So at the expense of two shields, a Dragonite can win the Metagross matchup. And I don't know if you've ever been hit by like a hurricane or something, but that hurts too. So yeah, getting to that break point, that bullet punch break point against a Dragonite is huge. And so best way to do that, throw that into the simulator, see how it compares best buddy versus not, and you'll be able to see how much each one of those bullet points is doing against a Dragonite. It just becomes a much more comfortable counter. And because bullet punch is also a one-turn move, well then great, you're just doing that much more damage. All right, so we've got uh, roughly a week left, a little over a week left of Open Master League and also Premier Cup. Uh, and then we look to switch to all leagues uh potentially yep. um flying cup where are you hello flying <laughs> cup uh but uh anyways uh i'm sure you will continue your reign of terror in open master league with your best buddy dialga uh and i will continue to um uh, awkwardly climb around in rank nine uh with my um just meta team i guess Perfect Dragonite, Metagross, and either the 98 uh, Togekiss or the 98 Magnazone that I have. Those are pretty much the main things that I've been playing with. So, uh, Anyways, so that was our deep dive. Up next, just a fantastic segment that has garnered the love and support of nations all over the world. Uh you know, uh, I, I, I could have sworn I saw a video of children singing the AJ's Alphabet Bumper in German uh, the other day. Um, I mean, it's everywhere. This is worldwide. Um, how does it feel to be such an influencer uh, tied to a, just, a loving character like Elmo? Just just rip it off like a Band-Aid. Let's, let's get through this. <laughs> All right, without further ado, let's get into AJ's Alphabet. Jump up, get down, come dance with AJ. We're moving our body to the ABCs. Dance nearby, wow, dance far away, now clap your hands. To the letter of the day, clap, clap. What's the letter, clap, clap? What's the letter, clap, 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 clap? What's the letter? 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 letter of the day is G. 
G, AJ. I'm going to keep skipping this for? whenever I can. Like whenever I can sneakily <laughs> get away with not having this in the podcast, I will absolutely. Oh, I'm going to keep my eye on the outline every time and make sure that we have AJ's alphabet every week. <laughs> well, uh, G is for get wrecked. Get wrecked or also spelled R-E-K-T, wrecked, is a term that predates Pokemon Go, but it was popularized within our community by O.O. Kaka. That's how you pronounce that, right? O.O. Kaka. O.O. Kaka. Casey's going to kill you. Oh, I always call her that. Yeah. Casey. O.O. Kaka. A.K.A. Farmer Jane, A.K.A. Oklahoma, among uh, many other battlers, they've coined this term within a Pokemon Go PvP. So normally you'd say this after just dominating a battle with a friend, uh, or if, like, say, you were hypothetically to land a Focus Blast on an unsuspecting Alolan Muck, um, like Casey did, uh, when your opponent has two shields, then you would say, get wrecked, right? Because uh, it basically nukes it. Uh, it is morphed into uh, other formats, such as like auto wreck. Now it's being called auto wrecked instead. So next time, if you battle a friend and they have a sense of humor, instead of saying GG, just say get wrecked. Get wrecked, AJ. Get wrecked indeed. All right. Let us board the train and head right on in to the station. We talked about this earlier. We talked about Megas. Megas are here. They are what look to be very, very unbalanced in PvP. You know, we talked about Mega Charizard. Why just nuking a Kyogre with a Blast Burn, or maybe it was an overheat, but it's just insane damage. So what do you think are the main things... That could be changed, could be introduced, or all around just balancing ideas uh, to make these work in a competitive way to fit inside, you know, a competitive format. I think the number one for me is removing a time lock. That's maybe me being too picky and putting it number one, but I think a one-time unlock for PvP and maybe like a caveat, like you have to have it as your buddy currently. Uh, maybe it's like a best buddy. Maybe it's like an ultra buddy. Whatever that that uh, ranking is, I think will be more healthier for people to be able to use it, especially if it's meta centralizing, right? Uh, people, uh, it's just going to be an unpleasurable experience being forced to play your sets within a four-hour limit or something back-to-back back because you feel like the pressure of getting the biggest bang for your buck for your Mega Evolved Pokemon. Uh, I would say the new CP limit, maybe, if they don't introduce uh, another suggestion, right, there might need to be, like, a fourth league above Master League or something, like maybe, like, Uber League or something, 
uh, because like some are going into like the 4,500 CP range. Uh, and like, I don't know if you saw that screenshot, but it was like, if Mewtwo X or Mewtwo Y, one of those two gets introduced, it basically beats everything, the entire Master League meta, except Dialga, I think, in the one shield. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that. So, yeah, I mean, if they introduce some kind of equivalent to a 9% nerf, uh, anything above, what is it, 4,000 CP, John? What, what's the, when's the nerf kick in? It's anything over 3,000. I thought it was 3,000 or 3,500, something like that. I thought it was 4,000, but whatever that, the, whatever the case, yeah. there's a uh, percentage uh, nerf. It's a 9% nerf to any Pokemon that reaches above a certain CP. Uh, then the stats get reduced by 9%. And so that makes things a little bit more balanced, like Mewtwo. It's a, it's a little bit more frail in the Master League, but just like imagine if it if it weren't if it weren't the case right if it were like if it had all the bulk that it would normally have because of its base stats uh, Mewtwo would be pretty busted in the Master League too um, of course they need to remove the multipliers I think the multipliers are really more for raids so I would I would consider them more of a glitch right now like that that uh, like 30% or 10% whatever it is uh, boost of damage uh, within raids, I, I don't foresee that in in um, in PvP. So, what what do you think? Would you add anything to this list? You know, I, I I agree with all of these points, but one thing that's maybe not listed here that's probably not a suggestion, but I think is an assured outcome eventually. And there's going to be people that don't like this. There's going to be people that, you know, say that it'll never happen. But I have I feel like it has to happen. I've talked about this many times before. I feel like that the competitive system in Pokemon Go is going to have to have a massive overhaul. And it's going to have to be based on if you want to use a Pokemon in a given league, if they even maintain the leagues where you have great ultra and master, it's going to be automatically leveled to a given CP or a given stat product. I, I don't know. Uh, but I feel like that is the only um, reasonable way that they can unify with the current Pokemon competitive scene, especially in VGC. I think then that so opens like up even the opportunity. a even a level one Pokemon yeah what if what if it's just because like you know what there's no incentive to start us things but like what if if I like hypothetically if I maxed out a rank one Ultra Lake Crustle to twenty five seventeen CP mm -hmm. like it would just be de leveled but if I yes. had it at twenty four hundred then it wouldn't automatically go up higher, right? Is that what your suggestion is, suggestion is, or what do you? Right, I think there are. Um, if they keep the league classes, I think maybe that there will be defined Pokemon that can compete in those classes, such as a restricted sort of a restricted meta uh, type situation. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, Great League, obviously most most everything you know you can use in Great League. 
uh, in some form or fashion. You know, we've got legendaries that have been released, released, released. that, uh, released. Yeah. Are you feeling released? They've been released. Well, after hey, almost finishing this uh, episode? Articuno and Cresselia and Heat Ran, they have all been re-loosed into raids. So, uh, <laughs> there, fixed it. Uh, but... You know, there's there's different things like that that have happened, but I still, I still, when I watch, you know, the VGC, when I watch the Players' Cup, and I see, you know, people using Pokemon from all over the place, and they're all level 50, they're all out there competing on a level playing field, and, you know, if, you know, player from, you know, wherever decided that he wanted to compete, and decided he liked somebody else's team and wanted to give it a try, you know, that rental code's out there. He can put it in, and he can use those Pokemon, even if he doesn't have them, even if he just bought the game yesterday, even if he just downloaded the game yesterday. I feel like that's coming. Yeah. I feel like it has to come eventually. For competitive um, play, it does, yeah, to yeah. some extent. A rental codes would be super interesting because, like, imagine if for, like, a price, I don't know, Pokecoins or Stardust or whatever the case, you could rent teams from players. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty interesting. Like for a tournament or for a Go Battle League, uh, it would make it a little bit less cost prohibitive because right now for you to invest in Master League, you have to be level, you know, at least level 38. But realistically, to get all the resources, you're going to be have to you're going to have to be higher than that. You have to have grinded quite a bit. So, I mean, something reasonable that, you know, even involves, you know, in-game currency that's, you know, easy for a free-to-play player to reasonably get something like, okay, I can unlock a, you know, a rental team or a proposed team for, you know, 10,000 Stardust or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I just started the game, so I'm catching starters and I'm level five, so I've selected a team. But there's no way that I can get in the Go Battle League and compete right now. Right. Well, I've got ten. I'm you know I've accumulated twenty, thirty thousand Stardust just playing to get to level five. I can rent a team and rent you know Azu, Altaria, and Registeel if I wanted. Or maybe there's different tiers of teams, and they cost different levels. Uh, that's pushing it a little. Uh, but uh, it, it's just an idea, and I feel like working with the Pokemon company and seeing how VGC operates, seeing how play Pokemon operates um, and how they've developed that player base in VGC uh, to be able to get the game and be able to compete. uh, If you want to, you know, there's nothing holding you back from competing. uh, If you want to, Uh, I think that has to come to Pokemon go if they want it to get uh, into a truly competitive scene um, like the other games are. Yeah. So that's been your uh, soapbox for for a little bit. It has. I don't um, see and, them. Uh, I honestly don't see them like increasing the level like that. Right. So, but but decreasing would be nice. I would say there is no reason someone with a maxed out Mew can't use that Mew in all leagues. Right. Yeah. I, I'm just saying. I'm just. just look, yeah, you are just saying. We're in the station. We're in the station. You can speculate, now. but I think you're wrong. Just saying. I think you're wrong. I don't care. Level 50. This is not a safe space, and you're they wrong. They confirmed level 50, did they not? 
level 50 for trainers. They haven't confirmed it for for Pokemon. I mean, obviously, you would think. You know, yeah, I mean, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I, I think it's not a coincidence at all that they're talking about. I mean, if they were going to raise the level cap, why not raise it to 100? I think 50 is a deliberate number. Yeah. I think it's tied directly to level 50 being the automatic leveling that's used in VGC competitive play. I think it's very deliberate, and I think that's going to happen. Well, call me crazy. Call me crazy if you want to. I'm hoping that that's not the case because I think that it's going to put a lot of things off balance, specifically in the Master League, but we'll just have to see. We'll just wait and see. I mean, you look at you look at VGC competitive play, you rarely see just like teams full of legendaries. I mean, obviously you're going to see things like um, you know, Xerneas was very popular. I know you don't even know what that Pokémon is, but um it's okay. People don't roast him too much. He only played like two main series games as a kid, so it's you know, I it's played not a big until deal. um Emerald and then I stopped. Xerneas is the legendary from Pokemon X, um, and it was very popular for its move uh, Geomancy, um, and you know having a unique typing. Uh, I believe it was a fairy and grass uh, as well. Um, oh gosh, don't roast me! I'm gonna have to look See, it up right now. See, you played these games I, and you don't remember, and I can just I, I do uh, for the most part. It is a fairy type. Yeah. I knew it was fairy type, and I think I remembered. Uh, I was thinking of grass because it can learn some grass type moves, uh, but it, it was very popular. And you see some legendaries that are popular, but like you know, you watch the Players Cup and you see Togekiss and you see Charizard and you see Tyranitar and you see Rotom and you see Rillaboom. You know the newer Pokemon, the newer starters you know, all of these things. And I don't know. It, it just, it makes a lot of sense to me. Understanding the whole entire Pokemon universe and thinking how those things can work together. I'm calling it. I think I'm you're calling it. I think you're full of it. We'll have That's to see. Fine. If That's fine. Either way, something. if it happens, you get to laugh at me. And if it doesn't happen, I get to laugh at you. So True. it's a win-win. Right. So, Anyways, we've speculated enough. I can tell you about something that's not speculation, though, AJ. You know what that is? What's that? The Silph Arena World Championships are this weekend, this Saturday, at 12 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash Arena. We just finished up our pre-show tonight where we broke down the bands and the drafts for these individuals teams and then Silph Arena dropped a bomb on everybody a huge money bag you know uh Mr. Scrooge you know Scrooge Duck you remember the old cartoon where he's diving in the money um oh yeah 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 oh gosh AJ poor guy um anyways they dropped a huge announcement in the first Silph Arena World Championships, a true world championships where we're having people that have won regionals from all over the world compete to have one unified world champion, there's going to be a four 
thousand dollar prize pool. Now, yeah, that's that's not a for, Fortnite World Cup. You know, we're not talking millions here, but for Pokemon Go, that is the biggest prize pool that has ever been seen in competitive Pokemon Go. And you do not want to miss these amazing battles from these trainers this weekend on twitch.tv slash Arena. First place prize is taking home half of the pot with $2,000 to the first place winner, $1,000 to the second place winner, and $500 a piece to both third and fourth place. So make sure you tune into that. We'll have it linked down in the show notes and we'll be there behind the scenes. Uh, AJ, are you doing any casting on that this weekend? Uh, we'll see. They have been kept uh, very secret on on who's going to be casting. So I am standing yeah, by. We have a we have a meeting uh, that is probably happening as we speak that I'm supposed to be in, but uh, because we've had so many uh, delays recording this week's episode, uh, I was not able to attend. But I know our uh, team members are helping uh, the Silph Arena make sure that everything's in order. So uh, we'll be there. We'll be behind the scenes. I'll be in the chat. Um, so uh, look forward to seeing you there, uh, cheering on those competitors. I am a little bit biased. Obviously, I'm pulling for Speedy, the North American champ, but uh, really uh, excited to see Marone, uh, Mephis, and Ventuski uh, compete as well. Um, it's it's going to be a fantastic weekend for competitive Pokemon Go. So, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. Uh, we will try and keep these going uh, as much as possible. AJ mentioned earlier, uh, we are both expecting newborns. Uh, AJ, any, you know, in a short time. Could be tomorrow. Uh, me, not too far after. Could be that uh, well, I got it an hour ago and uh, I just haven't been paying attention. No, I'm just. <laughs> that's very true that uh, that that doesn't happen like that you guys it actually takes a lot longer but uh yeah yeah definitely in the next uh few days next couple weeks uh, i will be seriously toning down my involvement within within this game aj has got uh, his little one on the way and uh, i do as well um so we're gonna we're gonna try and focus on the podcast Uh, i know aj is is dedicating what time he does uh, participate in things uh, to the podcast uh, it was his vision it was his uh, his little uh, Pokemon Go uh, baby as much uh, as you tried to crush it and you did successfully well, for I months I just made sure that you were taking care of it properly you know AJ, yeah, AJ know was taking that. care of about it that. I don't know about that you he's guys. like the kid in the back of that. the classroom in home ec that carried around the flower sack and then just kind of threw it around and just let you know flour pour out of the bottom. You're the kid. Uh, all this you're stuff. the kid who threw the flower pot on the floor, and people flower congr- pot. You, you said a pot. What are right? you even talking about? What a are flower you- bag? Flower what? Home at class. Look, I know you're a little whippersnapper, and you don't know what I'm even talking about with home at class, which I can't say much either. I didn't take home at class. Okay, but, so anyway, uh, you're the guy movies. who threw that on the floor, and because you had to pick it up. <laughs> You were congratulated for that. So that's that's the situation that you're in, sir. Oh me. But we've got we've got a very good uh you know, I, I think people are enjoying the podcast. If you're if you're not enjoying it, please let us know. AJ actually thrives off of haters, so uh please make sure to tag him uh 
repetitively, especially in Discord. He loves it. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, for anything uh, that you want to keep up with us on, obviously you can check us out at stadiumgaming.gg slash podcast. Um, for anything else happening on in the stadium, you know, check out our website, stadiumgaming.gg. And that's all I've got. Is there we need a, else we need need a better we need know? a better outro. That's what that's going to be my project. We yeah, need to, we need to work on an outro. You and I. How about you make a bumper? How about you do some work? How about well, that? not a, not even a bumper. I'm saying like like a like a bumper outro. But I got nothing. This is fun. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Bye.